Welcome back to Life MMA and the NBA. I'm your host, DJ San Marco, here on a Saturday night, a very special night in anticipation of International Women's Day, which is uh, Monday, March 8th, March 8th, rather. So we're we're super excited. Um, obviously, on this show, you know that uh, you guys know we cover a lot of different topics. Um, and I, I wanted to cover, you know, we've, we've done UFOs on the show. We, we typically do MMA. We do some NBA talk. We've done some yoga talk. We've done all kinds of different things. But today we're having on a very special guest, someone that, uh, that is going to represent uh, the motorcycle racing world and also uh, International uh, Women's Day. So we're super exi- excited to have on. Gettysburg, Pennsylvania's own. Party people, put your hands together for Kayla Yakov. Yes! Kayla, number 31, baby. Kayla. Hey. <laughs> She's back. Okay, hopefully, did you hear your intro or did I cut off? I, I heard I heard most of it, yeah. Okay, it was uh, basically we said party people, put your hands together for Gettysburg's own. Kaylee Yakov. So, and then there was an applause and all that. So, and it sounded, it sounded something like this. Kaylee Yakov, number 31. All right. So technology gets in the way sometimes, but Kayla, we're super happy to have you. Uh, How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Thank you. you. You are well, you're in the music studio right now as we speak. Yeah, in my basement, got the little music area. I love it. See, and that shows you she's in Pennsylvania because if you live in the state of Florida, Florida, you don't have that thing called a basement because if you <laughs> dig down about five feet, you hit water. So, uh, <laughs> so you're from the Northeast. I'm from not too far from you. I'm from uh, Peekskill, New York, which is Westchester yeah. County, New York, not too far away. Um, so uh, I, I, I got the Northeast feeling in my soul. So... <laughs> Um, so we're super excited to have you. Um, I actually, I have on, um, on the messenger, uh, your titles, but please, Kayla, you are a motorcycle racer extraordinaire. Please go over your titles again real quickly for the audience. Yeah. Um, I'm 13 years old. I'm from Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm a motorcycle road racer. I've been racing professionally, um, for the past, probably, I mean, on big bikes, probably for the last four years. Um, but I started racing at, uh, three and a half, four and you know, it just grew from there. And yeah. It is. It's, it's amazing. See, I had been talking about you on Twitter as a 14 year old. So I gave, I made you way too old for all your accomplishments. I mean, you're, you're not even at 14 yet and you're already dominating people. And it's, it's fast. You know, what's fascinating to me, Kayla, and we were actually, I had the pleasure of being at the track with you last weekend and with my friend, Justin Day. And by the way, he's probably the reason that this interview is happening because we parked, uh, there was a track day where we parked next to you and your father, David, and we talked to him. We talked to you. You actually gave me some coaching, but I didn't think, Hey, I should have her on the podcast. And Justin said, yeah, DJ, um, you should have on Kayla. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to contact. So 
and Justin was already following you on social media. He was already friends with you on Facebook. So he's the one who made this happen. Justin Day, my, my partner from the Air Force, is the one who made this happen. Thank you, Justin. Um, but one of the things that's fascinating about being at the track with you, Kayla, is that people, you have this magnetic thing about you that people gravitate to you. Have you noticed that? No, I mean... Like at the track, it's uh, you know, obviously I'm I'm mainly in that zone, you know, trying to get trying to get ready for the track. But like, you know, it's cool sometimes because I get people come up to me that recognize me, which is pretty cool. But you can't put the energy into really talking to them because that's energy that you're. I assume you want to direct to be when you're on the motorcycle. I mean, I you know, in between sessions and stuff, I do have the time, you know. Uh, you probably see me out on my scooter in between some sessions. I do. Um, you know, talking to some of the some of the pros, Sam Lockoff and um, uh, PJ Jacobson and stuff. You know, just talking to people, which I you know I love talking to people. It's uh, something that's fun. So um, you know there there are times I can't talk, but also there's times to focus and you know be serious and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, and I I, I noticed that because last time that I was there with you, there was a crash and Carlos had it on his camera. And right after um, he had the video, you came over and you're going to like, okay, I'll take a look. Oh, there's Carlos. Carlos 46. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I saw the, I saw the video. Was, was it on the GoPro? It was on the GoPro. Yeah. But what was interesting about that dynamic is that, when you when you came over and we were looking at your um you were looking at the camera everybody kind of wanted to know what you thought about it carlos are you there yes man what's up we don't see your face holmes i know i'm hitting right now okay. <laughs> all right well how about now the, yeah there he is all right i, I got it the doctor here for you the doctor hey, hey courtney how you doing Good. How are you? Hi. So, Who has the full family over here? Hey, everybody! How's it going, sir? We're all people that knows about racing. The motorcycle thing. We're on camera with Carlos's family here, and we're on with uh, Kayla Yakov. Carlos, your hair looks better than mine. I just want you to know that. Just going to show you guys what's going on here. Kayla, can you see that? There's not much happening there. So anyway, this, so we're going to get back to the interview as uh, Carlos drinks uh, red Italian red table wine. Um, <laughs> That's like a true racer. But like, yeah, like a true racer. I'm sure Valentino's drinking the same thing. But one of the things that, <laughs> one of the things that was interesting about that, Kayla, is when you went to look at the video on Carlos's camera last weekend, Everybody yeah. kind of comes over and wants to know what you think. And it's unusual for a person your age that everybody's sort of interested in what you think about things. But when you get on the track, you're an authority on things that happen on a motorcycle. Yeah, I mean, um, I've been riding for a little bit now. And, you know, especially from my dad's experience, it's kind of uh, I, I've picked up on a lot of things. And I, I know I'm only 13, but I've been you know, racing professionally. So now it's kind of like, I know what's going around, going on around me and, you know, on the track. So uh, it's, it's cool just to give a little bit of feedback and, um, 
you know, if someone's having a problem, that's the same thing. I, I try to help them out as much as I can. So, oh, um, I, I'm prepared to beg to have you follow me around an intermediate and tell me what I'm doing wrong. So I'm going to ask Barb. I'm like, please let Kayla follow me for a lap. Please, please, please. So <laughs> I try to get I, her to do yeah, that. Yeah, we, You'll we, do we it? One, yeah, we get one week. If we get a, a session after we get all our riding in, I'll do that. It's on, Carlos. You just heard that, man. Kayla's going to follow me around, and she's going to point out what I need to do to become better, which is probably like a legal pad size worth of things that you're going to be able to find out but we'll try to you know keep it to like about 10 or 11 things so mm -hmm. anyway <laughs> anyway so it is it is fascinating to see that and you are an authority on the track and it really is interesting uh what you can't see but to see that dynamic around you how do your friends at school how do they react to you being a motorcycle racer um you know it's, it's, uh, they don't really understand, obviously, the, the intensity of the sport, but, um, you know, people think it's really cool. We have people that ride dirt bikes at my school, um, but I'm really the only racer, so it's kind of cool. You know, uh, my school's done a couple things, uh, shown some of my videos in the auditorium before, so it's been pretty cool, and they've been pretty supportive about it, um, but yeah, it, a lot of my friends think it's really cool. Some of them have even uh, seen me ride. So, oh, they have seen they've seen you uh, like come to the track and watch you, or watch video like YouTube. Yeah, like uh, at my house, I have the the uh, mini track. Yes. And, uh, so some of my friends, if they come over, I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna ride for like 20 minutes real quick. <laughs> Do you want to watch? And they'll be like, sure. That is so cool, man. That is so cool. What is, would you say is the most, is there a, uh, an aspect of this that's difficult relative to your age and going to school and all that? What's the most difficult aspect of your life being a professional motorcycle racer? Um, I mean, there's a couple things like as you go to higher levels, obviously people are not only improving year by year, but you get more people coming up into the classes, which is difficult. Um, but you know, ad adapting to the pace. Um, but you know, you it's like in also with school. You know, I miss days, and I have to make all the work up, which is uh, you know difficult. But I I manage to do it. But um, yeah, there's a there's a couple things that are just I can do. It's <laughs> it just takes a little bit of time. Do you have like a book, like at the end of the weekend, do you document something new that you learned or that you picked up? Um, my dad, he, he puts down like times in this pat in this little notepad that we have times for every weekend. And then we'll have a goal for the next weekend. Um, mainly I just, after a weekend study my riding. So usually I have like a GoPro on, I'll just study the GoPro footage or I'll watch moto america races study other riders so interesting yeah i actually just saw that the young lady is it anna carrasco that won like yeah, a yeah, 300 yeah. okay so she won a 300 title in under yeah, the moto gp like 2019 yeah it, it was a world superbike okay oh it was a 1000 cc no they have uh they have the three, like a 300 cup in world superbike so like 
World Superbike, World Supersport, and they have the 300 as well. So then uh, let me ask you, I got to get this out of the way before we let Carlos have a question. Your ultimate goal is? Uh, I'd love to be MotoGP World Champion, you know, following Nikki Hayden's footsteps. So Yes, yes, yes. So when I when I was getting into the sport, I'll never forget, there was a TV network called Speed Channel. And Speed Channel was at Nikki Hayden's high school graduation. Really? Yes, there was fans there in the auditorium and stuff like that. And and there were, I was just like, it was so funny because I was uh, probably, oh yeah, I was in my 30s at the time. I'm in my 50s now, but I was in my 30s. Huge Nikki Hayden fan. He was riding the uh, Two Brothers bike at the time and just killing it on the Two Brothers 600. He actually did worse on the factory Honda bike than he did on the two brothers bike. Really? I, yeah, at least in my recollection, maybe somebody could, your dad could probably correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, David, who, by the way, your father, David just works his ass off, man. Um, that was what I noted from watching him crew chief coach, like, and you were like, sort of like riding around with your cute little sister on the scooter and all that. That was so cool. Your father, man, he's, he's, uh, he's badass, huh? Yeah, you know, it, it's a lot of a lot of work, especially to manage bikes and stuff. So it's cool, you know, to have someone supporting you like that. Definitely, definitely. I could barely get my dad. If he dropped me off at wrestling practice, that was pretty big. <laughs> and they'd say, find your own way home. So anyway, so I love when I see super supportive parents. I'm glad my dad's not going to listen to this or I would probably get a phone call. Um, uh, but, but anyway, Carlos, do you have a question for Kayla between sips of Italian red table wine? Yes. Okay. Kayla, do you have any YouTube channel or something that we can watch your video or something that you post and uh, whatever you do, some kind of racing stuff? Um, I do have YouTube. I have, I really haven't posted in in like probably two years now, but, um, like most of my onboard videos are probably posted on like Instagram and Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. Like in, that's just, if you go to the videos on my page, I'll have some onboards, I'll have some, uh, on other bikes to following me and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I want to really do more YouTube stuff and kind of like, not kind of like race vlogs. Uh, I'm not sure if you know the motocross racer Hayden Deegan, um, but they Mm -hmm. have like moto vlogs and I kind of want to do that. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Just you know, we can um, say so at least I see you on the track. But it's all the people that they don't really know much about the sport. It mm-hmm. would be cool that you know the in that way they they are able to to see you riding once in a while. You know. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, I've I've talked to Dad about it. It's just a matter of finding the time. You know. Um, Obviously, yes. Most likely, you have to find the time to do it. And some of the video, you have to maybe do some kind of editing or. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, in, in, its, in its time. How about uh, dirt bikes? Do you do any kind of motocross or dirt bikes or no? Yeah, um, I'm actually, because my little sister's four now, we, uh, she's riding her PW. So this uh, this April, we're, she's going to start doing flat track. And I think when she starts doing flat track again, or starts doing flat track, I'm going to take my 125 and do some again. Because I that's actually how I started on flat track. I haven't raced in probably... I'd like to say maybe six years flat like, track. Like Nikki Hayden, right? Yeah. Sorry, flat yeah. track, yeah. So um, I think I'm going to do flat track again, but I, I do do some uh, motocross for training. 
Okay. That's that's that's, that's good. That's interesting. Um, I I just yeah, want to I just want to introduce you real quick. So for the folks tuning in mm -hmm. here, this is our friend from the track. He is a regular. He is probably one of the most popular figures at Jennings GP. This is Dr. Carlos Della Torre, uh, the fastest dentist east of the Mississippi. Uh, <laughs> and, and first of all, before he asks his, his next question, I want to ask Kayla something about Carlos. Kayla, is there any reason that he shouldn't have on the back of his suit something that says the dentist on it since he's a dentist and a fan of Valentina Rossi. I, that that's actually pretty good. I would, I would do that. Would you <laughs> endorse that? Yeah. There, oh. there you go, Carlos. Yeah, man. I'm going to just think about it. Just to kind of like customize the suit and put something, something cool in the back, you know, the, yeah. the dentist. I love it, man. And you could even have like an, an, a molar that looks like it's really painful and like maybe like a little pair of pliers pulling it out. I'm just kidding. Courtney's probably going to hit me right now. Uh, <laughs> it's not good for the business, but yes, the dentist number 46. Sure. <laughs> Oh, my, my, my number is 86. You know, I didn't want to pick the 46 as well. Oh, okay. You 86. Know. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's how we'll do that. 86. Sure. I will make sure that'll be documented from here to four. We'll make sure we, we don't mess that up. Um, so what other question do you have for Kayla before I get back, back to business here? Do you have anything else? About the, the motocross. Okay. And do you prefer to do just uh, trails or just more like flat track kind of riding? in the dirt so, so like um i i've done trails before and trails are huh? really fun but i i find um just like regular motocross on uh straight motocross tracks more beneficial and um you know trails are also very good for line choice but i really i like fast flowing stuff uh, more than stop and you know try to get over logs and stuff like that but um i also like uh jumping so that's probably another big thing i like about actual motocross tracks yeah i'm sure it, your father cool. i'm sure her, cool. her father doesn't want to see her go after big jumps knowing like <laughs> she has a race like on a road race like the week after right yeah that's what i'm thinking uh what is mm -hmm. your strength and conditioning routine i do a lot of upper body strength training mm -hmm. um just that's mainly it um a lot of upper body, a little bit of leg. And, you know, it's just since females usually don't have as much upper body strength, that's a big thing for me. So um, that's mainly what I focus on. Is there a routine that, that folks in your sport do? Is there a specific type of workout? Like, are you, are you aware of what other, other racers do that are in the upper levels of the sport? I mean, they're... Uh, you know, they go on bike rides. I, I've, I've been trying to do that. Um, and they also do upper body. Um, not as much as me, like that, that I've seen. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a lot of cardio, upper body. That's just the main things that uh, I've seen road racers do. Yeah, I always saw all those MotoGP guys are like always on a bicycle, it looks like, when they're not at the track. So I was like, wow. Um, because so your legs don't get fatigued moving side to side on the saddle of your motorcycle at all. No, I mean, that's another, that's the plus about being a female, you know, we, we have very strong legs, men have very strong upper body. So, um, you know, I, I do do legs, but not as much as upper body. 
Man, I'm so angry at her because I get fatigued after like seven laps of moving <laughs> of moving left to right on my 1290. I'm exhausted. <laughs> and, and Kayla looks fresh as a daisy back there in the pits, man. It's great. So, <laughs> um, what do you think um, is, what is the next move for you at this point? Is this to um move into moto america i know you've already raced moto america so what's your your next goal the next thing that you're shooting for i mean like last year i did moto america the mini cup which was on the small valleys so uh you know this year will uh be the junior cup Mm -hmm. and um you know future goals junior cup maybe 600 but at the end of the day i do want to go to moto gp so, um, you know, I, eventually I would do want to go to Europe and try doing something over there to get me into the ranks of MotoGP. Um, so, I mean, for right now, it will, my uh, main focus will be Moto America. Okay. Until is there, so is there, I'm sure there's a pathway that you're, oh, I just hit my microphone. That's not good. Um, so there's a pathway that you're probably looking at, at, at right now, right? That goes from next year is what, what do you call the one that the series you're going to want to do next season? Oh, the Moto America junior cup. This, okay. Yeah. That's four hundreds. Yeah. That's for this, this upcoming season. Yeah. Okay. When does that start? Um, uh, my first race will be June 20 or, uh, yeah. June 25th. Okay. So at where's where's that that is in washington state okay wow your father's gonna be tired driving um well, we, we had to drive last time um <laughs> make up i think this time we might be able to fly fly and then have the bike trucked yeah, out there in luckily, the trailer. i think that's how we're gonna be able to do it this time i like that and uh i'll be wearing the uh the uh kayla yakov t-shirt i'm sure you'll be selling shirts next time we're at jennings yeah woo! All right, so uh, just tell uh, your message me how much it is extra large. Uh, Carlos didn't hear that. We, have, we might have those. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll take an extra large. Carlos, don't tell me you're a medium. I don't want to hear it, okay? Um, no, large. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I got this 6% body fat, DJ. So, um, no, not even close, but yeah. I'm trying to lose some weight, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. I did. I swam almost a mile today. Little bike ride, little workout. I want. I was channeling my inner Kayla, so I went and hit hit the gym. Uh, I biked to and fro, and then I got in the water and did almost an hour, about just under a mile. It took me about a half hour, and I was pretty exhausted. So I'm I'm working on it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but this but this show isn't about me. This is about Kayla. I want you to know we did play Celia uh-huh. Cruz for you, Carlos, before you came on. Okay. Mm-hmm. We played Guantanamera, and you weren't even on air to hear it. Okay. Well, I was kidding, man. <laughs> <laughs> just, he's, he still doesn't have to take my. Did he smile, Courtney? That's all I want to know. Because remember, yeah, she's smiling. She's smiling uh, over there. You, yeah, because Courtney was. She wasn't sure I was going to be able to smit, uh, make you smile at the track. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to get that done, Kayla. Bet on me, okay? <laughs> um. So I think we have the goals. So you you have not, you haven't started high school. Are you in eighth grade? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So you have four years of high school to get through while you're doing this. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So chances are that's not all going to be in-person school. <laughs> no. Right now, <laughs> right now it's public. I've, talk, I've talked to my mom about it. Um, you know, until we're we're committed on something and going for long periods of time, I think the best bet is to be in school. So mm-hmm. I still get that physical interaction. Um, and, you know, it's easier to, obviously easier to learn when you're in a classroom. So, um, but yeah, for now it's public until we can, uh, until we get something that's more focused and we have something that's, you know, uh, I don't have to come back to as much. That told that totally makes sense. And I, I agree. There's really no substitute for that interaction with other people, your age at school. It's so important. And I sort of had a situation growing up where my parents owned a ranch. So like at three or four, I was riding horses, you're riding motorcycles. And so you tend to be around adults a lot. And it kind of doesn't allow you the chance to be with people your age and you kind of lose something there. So I enjoyed when I was able to kind of get away from the, well, get away from the ranch and kind of spend time just being my age and stuff. So, um, so I can relate to that. Um, so let's talk about music because one of the things that Carlos didn't hear is that you play guitar and you play saxophone. So what's uh-huh. going down? Tell me what's your favorite. Tell me about uh, how you got into music. Okay, so I for I think the first instrument I played is guitar, and uh, my papa, my grandfather, he played guitar a lot. He would play in uh, pubs and stuff. So I learned a bit from him, and uh, you know I learned the basic chords and everything, and um, you know, now I'm starting to learn into larger songs. Um, mm-hmm. But, and then in, let's see, probably fifth grade, I started playing saxophone um, with yes. my school band. And it's really fun. I like saxophone a lot. Um, then I got a keyboard, which I play a little bit. Not the best at it, but mm-hmm. I can play a couple things. And... Um, I have a ukulele, but I don't play as much as I used to. Mm, and that's pretty much it, yeah. Well, three instruments, that's pretty good. What is, I mean, what does it make, when you play the guitar, what did it make you feel like? Um, You know, it's just fun. It's another thing to do, another hobby, something else I can learn. Um, You know, I, I play some rock songs on it, so that helps a lot. <laughs> so, uh, you know. It's it's another fun thing to do when I have uh, time off. So, like, do you hear a song on the radio and you go, "Oh wait, I think I can play that chord." Sometimes, yeah, I'll hear a song. I'll be like, "I could probably play that if I learned it." Yeah, I could probably play that. That's a gift, man. I mean, you learn that now, and you could be like a fifty-year-old person like me and be like, "Yo, you know what? I think I'm gonna break out." You know, you could be like Carlos there. You got a glass of wine, and you're gonna break out the guitar. <laughs> with your guy and you start playing and it's it's, it's going to be it's it's such a, a worthwhile investment and saxophone i love I, I really love jazz also i'm a rock and roll guy but i loved i love all kinds of a lot of different music but mm-hmm. but jazz is one of them and um when i heard miles davis for the first time i was like oh that's why everybody talks about that guy okay i get it i get it 
So, um, so I'm glad you have that. So you'll have that on the road to, uh, you'll have that on the road to work with when you're, um, uh, when you're racing and stuff, you, do you bring your guitar in the, uh, in the trailer with you and stuff? Usually I don't, I mean, um, I don't usually when I'm at the track, it's not a lot of time. And then when I usually do have time, I try to like play with some of the friends I see at the track. So, um, and yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's all time-based. Like if I, if I'm gone for a long period of time, I might bring something like, um, I mean, I usually bring my scooter just to get around. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yep. Yeah, and uh, sometimes I'll bring an old, what was it, PS3 if and play some MXGP with some of my friends. Um, but, you know, it's 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 all time-based. I, I, I wish I was able to bring it more often. Um, but So there are teens at the track for you to hang out with sometimes? Sometimes it's... You know, I wouldn't say it's rare, but it kind of is, you know, um, just a lot of, uh, it's good now because you can kind of see some of, more of the younger riders coming up, especially in Junior Cup with Moto America and stuff. Um, but, you know, right now there's not too many, but uh, I see a couple every once in a while. Yeah, I've, I've been, I was there. I don't know the names of some of these kids, but I've seen I've seen a couple on. Uh, I think it was the first time we met you that you were talking to some real tall kid and stuff. He looked like um, he looked like someone on MotoGP, the French guy that I can't think of his name that started out really hot this year and then he kind of tailed off. Oh, Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there was a kid that kind of looked like him. Huh? It might have been, been Damien uh, Gigolo. Yeah, it, it might have been. I didn't know his first name, but, but I was like, man, he kind of looks like yeah, that guy. Tall. Okay. Oh, by the way, so here it is. So this is Miles Davis. That's John Coltrane on the sax. Or no, actually, that's a horn. That's that's a horn, right? That's not sax, right? The middle solo in the middle of it is John Coltrane. That sounds like a trumpet. Yeah, trumpet. Yeah, that's Miles. You're right. Let me see. Let me get. Let me. That's that's John Coltrane. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! This is, believe it or not, the most famous jazz song of all time. It's, yeah, it's called So What. So if you ever want to hear that, uh, So What, you'll, it's supposedly, uh, I heard that on a music podcast that said it's the most famous jazz song of all time. So um, one other component I wanted to get to, two other things I wanted to get to. Um, one of them was, um, well, before I ask you about actually, you know, the part about being a female and what that represents, like, I don't think you have like a ton of time for fun, but do you have stuff to do that you like to do that's away from the track? That's other stuff that, that people don't really know about. Uh, I go to the skate park a lot with my scooter. Uh, I do a little bit of BMX, a little bit of skateboarding, trying to, trying to get into skateboarding. Um, uh, I play a little bit of video games with some of my friends from the track. Um, I have my music that mm -hmm. I do. Um, that's pretty much it. I like I like more active stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I like being outside, play a little bit of football, a little bit of basketball. Yeah. Uh, so, 
Yeah. <laughs> See the Le- LeBron James jersey. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I, I you know I, I that's why I like being outside and being active. So if so based on the sports you said if X Games is on you're watching. Oh right? yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Mainly uh like the street skating, uh vert ramp skating. Then uh, I'll watch some of the um best whip. I'll watch the uh what is the one with it? They have the quarter pipe and you have it on the butt on the like Axel Hodges does it. Mm-hmm. It's insane. I watch freestyle. So it's pretty, I, I love, I like watching action sports a lot. Me too. I'm, I'm huge. I love watching X games. And I think it was the last Olympics with the snowboard. It was the winter one with the snowboarder dudes. I was just like blown away with the tricks these guys are doing in the air they're getting. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is there's something about controlling fear. And fear is different for everybody. And what I mean by that is there are people who would go off a vert ramp, but they don't want to go into a corner playing chicken with somebody being the last one to break at 115 miles an hour like you do. Like that's like the same with me. Like when I when I'm on the track, I don't really care, you know, I'm in that zone and it's really easy for me to kind of like get over something really quickly. But like when I get on my skateboard or scooter, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to try that trick. <laughs> and everybody like does it super fast. I'm like, I don't know how they're doing that, but that <laughs> I, I'm good. At, at least I'm good at motorcycle racing. <laughs> yeah, everybody has their thing, and every everybody, you know, I watched on Netflix. I watched Cheer. Have you ever watched Cheer on Netflix? I've heard about it. It basically is about a small college cheerleading team in Texas. They're like a junior college. And okay. the, the, the coach is sort of like this absolute mastermind who's won like 14 national championships. And to watch these girls climb up on top of a huge pyramid oh and tumble God. off, hoping the guys at the bottom who have their arms interwebbed are going to catch them. Well, that's the same thing with like uh, diving. I don't understand how people do that. They get on these huge uh, diving platforms and diving boards and just fall off like it's nothing and aren't even hurt or anything i don't understand it it's amazing right it's 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 just there there are so many different types of courage i like to say mma fighters let's say mma fighters wrestlers uh uh, jujitsu people they have a certain type of courage where they're willing to walk out in the middle of a mat and 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 physically wrestle with somebody but then again you put them on the top of a cheerleading thing, they're not going to want to tumble off. They're not yeah. going to want to come off a vert ramp 25 feet in the air and then lose it. And you're either yeah. landing on hard packed ice or you're landing on wood. Yeah. Right. And then again, a lot of those guys, you know, you have Alex Honnold free soloed uh, El Capitan. But if we put him on the back of a motorcycle and said, will you come down, you know, come past 14 down to turn one <laughs> and, you know, and hold that speed and hold that speed and hold that speed and then break and then turn. I mean, yeah. a lot of people just don't want to do that. So you have a type of a courage that not that many people have. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. You know, um, the sports, at least growing, uh, especially the past few years, it's been growing a bit. And uh, I let, you know, seeing racing back on the tv again is really good mm-hmm. and uh 
So it, it kind of gives me hope that the sport can get big like it once was. Um, so it's and, it's cool. And get more girls. So now there's the whole there's the whole female component to it. Do you feel? Uh, what do you feel about representing women in the sport that is drastically underrepresented in 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 our sport? I mean, the big thing for me is, uh, you know, coming from me. On my point of view, it's I don't feel like it's gender. Like it's really just I get on the track and I'm against other competitors. Now, like if I'm talking to someone, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I want a lot more girls in the sport because they can do it. And if I if I can do it, they can do it. You know, you just have to really put your mind uh, mind and mindset in the right place and not get discouraged. So, um, but like I said, for me, I don't really see it as the gender thing anymore. I really just see it as, you know, I'm against all these fast people and I need to go fast. So. Yeah. You don't see it. You don't see yourself in the sense of, of gen of gender. You see, uh, you just see yourself as I'm out there riding. That's what you see. Yeah. You, you don't see, Oh, well I'm a girl and I'm riding. You just see I'm riding. Yeah. So, okay. I, I, I kind of get that. I think it'll become more people will approach you or more girls will approach you as you gain in age and say, you know what they're, I mean, they're probably young girls and older girls at the track that are inspired by you. You know, maybe someone who tops out at Weera, but they're 25 years old and they see you and they go, you know what? I can do this. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's one of those things, like you said, it's everyone can do it. And if I can do it, they can do it. If Anna from World Superbike can do it, anyone else can do it. So, I mean, um, a lot of it, I think, is just mental, like saying, you know, I can't really do this. I'm not strong. I'm not strong enough. I'm not as strong as uh, the boys or something like that. But um, we're all equal. At the end of the day, it's you know, there's goods and bad pros and cons of each. And, um, you know, if you put your mind to it, it's, you could do it. I don't know how much you doubt, how much doubt you have about you riding MotoGP. I have 0% in doubt. Zero. I, I really hope that's true. I mean, um, it's very difficult. The level is very, very, very high. And you hear Mark Marquez, Alex Marquez talk about it. They say you're on the limit every lap, every corner, even on the straightaway, you're at the limit. And there's, there's, um, you know, the competition is so big. They eat, breathe, sleep, racing, riding, training. So, um, but like I said, it's a matter of being in the right mindset that you can do it. You just really have to work for it. You have the right mentality. You totally do. You, you totally do. Um, Carlos, do you have anything else before we let uh, the lovely Miss Kayla go? Can you put your wine glass down? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have a song because uh, I've got a good. I've got a good song that I think is going to be David Yakov approved for, uh -huh. to send to send her out on. Do you have anything else that you want to say, Carlos? Just a question that I forgot to ask. Uh, Kayla, do you have someone to coach you 
or any specific coach that you had in the past, any kind of school that you did, any kind of racing experience plus going to the track? Um, so it's, you know, mainly most of, most of uh, my time racing, it's been my dad who's coached me. He raced mm -hmm. for 15 years. But uh, along the way, especially with the opportunities with uh, the American Racing Team and American Racing Academy, mm -hmm. uh, I've been introduced to a lot of pro riders, uh, John Hopkins, Tony Elias, mm -hmm. um, and Roger Hayden. And yes. they've all helped me so much. I mean, the, the things I've learned from them uh, have really affected my riding and helped a lot. So, um, you know, it's, it's mainly been, like I said, For the majority of the time, it's been my father, but I think as I get to these higher stages, you know, mm -hmm. uh, pros mm -hmm. and stuff have have uh, really, really helped me um, and improved my riding. All right. Sounds good. No doubt. No doubt. Um, Kayla, if, if in terms of social media, where can people find you? Uh, I have Facebook and Instagram um, and a little bit of youtube but most of the most of it is when i was like 11 but um we have on facebook it's at either kayla underscore yakov y-a-a-k-o-v um and we have another site the athlete page which is kcray yakov k-c-r-a-y um so and then with instagram it's just kayla underscore yakov or I just did. kayla yakov i'm not 100 sure but <laughs> I dig it, man. And uh, I think your father would approve of this song. So let's see. This is the same singer as, uh, as the other song that we had. Alright, so... Uh, What's that? Okay. That is Soundgarden. Yeah, Outshine. I meant Soundgarden. <laughs> STP is dope too, man. I have yeah. a feeling that you like a lot of the same music that I like, so I'll have to send you uh, some songs here and there. Uh, it was an absolute. Actually, it was an honor and a pleasure to have you, Kayla, and um, to to know you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at the track, uh, just to BS with you, and also for you to coach me. Uh, <laughs> And so uh, I want to say thank you very much for being on. I also want to say thank you uh, to the dentist, uh, Dr. Carlos Delatore. Thank you for joining me, sir. You're welcome, man. And I, I think Kayla would join me in saying that you have the coolest accent of any of our friends. Would you agree with that, Kayla? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody has a cooler accent than Carlos. So for <laughs> Carlos Delatore and Kayla Yakov, this is DJ San Marco saying peace out, one love, and we'll see you down the road. All right. Have a good night.